Welcome back, healthy people, to On Call with Dr. Randy. I hope you all have been lathering up with proper sunscreen. If you listened last week, you should know what components should be in your sunscreen. In this week's HBI, I'm going to dive in a little bit more into protection against the sun. Well, what more can you tell us, Dr. Randy? Well, since you asked, how much sunscreen do you actually need to put on? How often should you put it on? And which sunscreens taste better on hot dogs? Wait, what? Huh? Did you say which ones should taste better on hot dogs? No, no. You tripping. No, you tripping. No. Anyways, uh, it is recommended that you put on sunscreen every day you go out into the sun. Yes, every day you go out into the sun, you need to put on sunscreen. It may seem excessive, but if you go outside and you're exposed to the sun every day, why not protect your skin every day? Makes sense, doesn't it? Even on rainy days or snowy days, you need to wear sunscreen because the sun rays can reflect off of the rain or snow and damage your skin. So definitely need to wear sunscreen every day. Okay, so I have to apply it every day. Yes, intervoice, you have to apply it every day. Well, how much do I need to put on? Well, you need to apply it to all of your skin that will be exposed when you're outside in the sun. If you see your skin, lather it in. That's the easiest way to kind of remember which areas should be protected with sunscreen in the sun. That's from your head to your feet. Make sure to apply it approximately 15 minutes before going outside to get the best protection. If you're not getting in the water, reapply the sunscreen every two hours. Once again, if you're not getting into the water and you're just trying to look cute on the side of the swimming pool, reapply your sunscreen every two hours. If you're getting into the water, reapply the sunscreen as often as it says on the bottle. On the bottle, it should have the directions of how often you should reapply your waterproof sunscreen if you're getting into the water. Well, what sunscreen should I get, Dr. Randy? There are so many gels, creams, sticks, sprays, chocolate, strawberry, gluten-free. Which sunscreen should I get? Well, the sunscreen that you should get is Well, it looks like we're having a little bit of technical difficulties and you'll have to wait until the end of the episode to find out what type of sunscreen you should get and which area of the body it should be applied to. Here's the second part of the interview with Kiara Beasley, aka Key, CEO of Naked Cold Swimwear Boutique. In this episode, we discuss her pieces from her swimsuit company and what makes a good swimsuit. Make sure to go to my IG page at underscore Dr. Randy and see the video I uploaded of us discussing these swimwear pieces. So just look in the show description and you'll find my IG link and just go follow my page and look at the video so you can see what pieces we're discussing on this episode. So let's get into part two of the episode with Kiara Beasley, CEO of Naked Cold Swimwear Boutique. I totally agree with that. So before we get to look at your pieces, tell me what makes a good bathing suit. To me, a good bathing suit is the quality of the material. You also have designs where you feel like triangle, you have your standard, you have triangle, you have halter, you have crop, you have what they call monokini, but it is really cut out of the one piece. But to me, the actual quality of the garment is what makes a good swimwear. 
I try not to buy swimwear that is super thin or light in weight. I just feel like light swimwear almost equates to like a cheaper material. And so that is kind of the reason why I want, when I outsource, I want to see what does the swimsuit feel like? Is it durable? Is it quality material? Does it feel luxury? Because I still want you to feel like you have a luxury garment, but at an affordable price. So that's pretty much it is the quality of the material. And so what makes a bad bathing suit? Things that you've seen <laughs> and you've went into the store and be like, oh, this is trash. Oh, this is cheap. Um, <laughs> again, it goes back to the quality of that material. If I'm feeling that material and it's almost see-through or thin, like someone just sold it in a beginner stage, I'm not buying it. Even when I go shop, I'm like, oh no, this is too thin. Or if it's see-through, I don't want to get out to a beach and as soon as I get wet, it almost feels like I'm naked. I don't want to do that. But at the same time, you want to be able to find quality material that does feel like it is going to be of value. So yeah, to me, string, loose strings, not double stitching on a swimsuit, or it's almost made incorrectly, like you have, it's not correct in being uh, developed. I, I look for all those imperfections, imperfections. And when I see those, when I actually purchase something, I won't sell it or I'll sell that at clearance. Like this one is kind of deformed. You can still wrap it, but the stitching is off to me. And I'm just one of those particular people that I'm not in it just to make to sell the units. I'm really into it because I want you to be in something stylish, but yet that accentuates your body type. Okay, so you're not out there giving people BS trash oh. material. If I and, and I'm in the majority of the swimsuit, so if I'm in it, it's a go. But like you mentioned before, I do have women who DM me or text me. Okay, I'm top heavy. Which swimsuit are you in? Mm-hmm. Like, is this plus size? I'm like, I'm in a plus size swimsuit. They're like, so that's plus size. I was like, yes, most majority of the industry, extra large, it, it depends. A wholesaler can sell something from small to extra large. And then a wholesaler can say extra large to 3X or 4X is considered curve or plus size. So in some of them swimsuits, I am in the plus size swimsuits. And so at that point, it's just making sure that I kind of show people the quality of the swimsuits because I'm not going to get in something that I wouldn't even wear. Right. And I'll make sure to put up a couple of pictures of you and some of the pieces so people can kind of see what you look like in them and other individuals that you have modeled for you in the swimsuits as well. And so me, I'm a lay person when it comes to women's swimsuits. I don't buy those things. I don't wear those (laughs) things. I don't have any siblings in those things. So you kind of mentioned there's different types as uh, as far as like crop, two piece, one piece. Like what (laughs) what are those different types? Because I'm like, I just thought it's like one piece, two piece. (laughs) It's like uh, Popeye's chicken. Like you can get a two piece. I'm going to give you the the man's version because like you said, I didn't even think of it like that when men are seeing women. They're like, oh, it's sexy. It's like there is, even with swimsuits, you guys just have swim trunks. Hmm. Women have bikinis. There's micro bikinis. There's thongs. They're Brazilian because there's different cuts to the bottoms. One pieces, you have two pieces, and then you have the monokini, but you have like crop tops that have long sleeves. It is a vast uh, variety of swimwear. You have off the shoulder. Swim gets really detailed in the fashion. So I actually have a couple of pieces. And I, the first one that I'll bring up, hopefully it doesn't fall. Um, this one actually dropped and it's called the Lemonada. It has a tortoise shell detailing here that you can scrunch back that has hardware. But this is a high-waisted <laughs> Randy. Okay. Um, it comes up above the navel. So if you're not comfortable with your lower region um, or you don't want to be showing too much, 
this is a high-waisted region that will cover the tummy. And then it also has a side detail where it's off one shoulder. So you don't see two pieces. Okay, so that it has a little pooch that you were talking yep. about earlier. Okay. If you have a pooch or if you don't have a pooch, don't do us like that, Randy. <laughs> but if you have one, or you honestly, I am I am five seven. So some of the swimsuits that are high waisted kind of accentuate or elongates the leg. So it's all really in a play on your angles too. So women really need to know their angles. But if you are tall like me, I pull them up and it looks my legs look extra long, but it, I love the high waist because sometimes I always don't want to be in the, bikini, in the micro bikini or just the triangle bikini that you normally see. It just gives you a different look. Okay. So this is the lemonada. Some guys have pooches too, so yeah, not the only <laughs> one. So I, I like that one. It has like the little one strap. It's very uh, unique. It's the one strap. is different. I also have what we call a monokini. And you can see in the detail of Unique Style, there's actually sheer arms. And so you get the front sexy cut, depending on your bust size, it may lay flat. I think people who have smaller busts, it looks better. But I mean, that's my personal preference because my pain point R is my chest. But it comes with the full bottom. And this is pretty much what a monokini. It's a one piece, but it has accentuated details. And by monokini, are you talking about it as far as the color? Being no, monokini meaning the one, but having not a full coverage of a, of the one piece. So again, when you see these cutouts, this pretty much is all skin. And so the back is out in this swimsuit. But yes, monokini meaning one. Okay. So different from a one piece, I'll, I'll show you in this one. A standard one piece versus the monokini. Okay. Okay. I can see the difference. And for those who listen, we're definitely going to put up a video portion of this so you can kind of see um, what we were. But yeah, this one is, uh, it's called the Raya and I gave it this name just cause it's, it's a sexier detail. It gives more embellishment over the one piece. And so I don't know, it's flirty resortish and I love the boat color. So I chose that one. And two, it hides this. It gives you the cutouts. You may not want to be in a two-piece bikini, but it still gives you where you don't feel so covered up, but you still are covering up the most needed um, portions of your body. Okay. You got it. A little modesty. I also have um, what we call the calm swimsuit. Kind of hard to see. It's another monocute that has a deep plunge. Also has gold accents. And I don't know if you can see it from the back. Mm -hmm. Gold accents with a front tie. Kind of like the pink, but with strapless for the most part without the arms so different colors different textures and it's kind of what i wanted to go for instead of just solid colors to go for stripes designs and then other accents like the sheer arms and the gold hardware i want to do that my favorite which i kind of came up with last night is this is plus size swimwear this is the crack me crazy bottom which is high-waisted and it has a crocodile um iridescent look and this is yeah, it, the, okay. the print is like a crocodile print. Okay. And so we have the front tie on the grape slush, which is another plus size swimsuit, which this actually has a high-waisted bottom with the side tie. So not only is this two different swimsuits, it's two different looks. And so a lot of people are like, that's plus size. I'm like, yeah, plus sizes, they got something to say. So <laughs> I want to do that as well as with this, it comes with what we call a bandeau top which is a strapless top. So you can see that it can be two different swimsuits. Okay. This is how this original Crock Me Crazy comes. It comes with a strapless with the high-waisted bottom, or you can purchase the grape slush and kind of do a play on looks. Okay. And so that's pretty okay. much what the plus size is doing over here in Naked Cove. We're trying to serve looks over here. Okay. That, that, that mannequin kind of thick. <laughs> 
she she's having a look, Randy. So that's kind of where I'm going with uh plus size and really all the all the sizes is mix it up. Mix it up. You don't always have to wear the same swimsuit as it comes. I am a fan of crisscrossing straps, wearing swimsuits backwards in the in the sense of the tops, the way that they're not normally supposed to be wearing because they give you a different look. Adding accessories and adding cover-ups do allow you to hide things. So even if I'm in the tiniest bikini, depends on where I'm at, I may throw on a long sheer cover-up to accentuate or cover up the parts that I need to for the most part. So I think by wearing cover-ups, sarongs, jackets, old shirts that you can tie, it just gives it a different look. And I want people to kind of know from Nettie Cove, you just don't have to wear the swimsuit. Wear, you wear the swimsuit, don't let the swimsuit wear you. Okay. Well, and what's your overall opinion on cover-ups? How do they accentuate a swimsuit? They add a little a little embellishment of style. Um, depends on what look you're trying to go to. I don't know. Some people know me. I'm trying to get a whole wow factor. I want you to have a whole experience and I want to do the whole hair flip when I walk in. That is my personality. And I try to pick pieces that I feel like are modest but still sexy. Um, you don't even with the term naked, you don't always have to show everything. So I try to find cover-ups that are dresses. I try to find sarongs and I try to find the big um what they call caftan cover-ups, which is this is what we call a caftan. It's Floor length, it's trench, it's flowing. And even if you were to put a belt around it, it would fully cover you. Most um, cover-ups that you see now, people are just, you can't even go into a store. So I try to look for those things because there are policies that you have to have clothes on. And it's hard for a woman to have all these clothes on, plus a swimsuit, a bag, and, you know, trying to switch it out to be walking into different establishments. I try to look for things that are kind of versatile. Okay. So how fun has this been for you? From going from something that you wrote on a napkin to actually having pieces to you going to sleep and waking up and seeing like, oh, somebody purchased something while I was asleep. Like, how fun has this been for you? Oh, man. It really almost feels full circle. Um, I started off going to HBC off a track scholarship. And when I had all these D1 scholarships and was I going to HBCU, was I not going to HBCU, my main thing was fashion. Like, I really should have been going to SCAD or somewhere to do art and design. So I was kind of thinking, you know, Lord, I didn't get to do that. I ended up in marketing. Marketing wasn't like I wasn't at the Nike shoe store selling shoes. That was not my type of profession. I was just like, I am not good at selling people stuff. Like, that wasn't like my high school and college job. I ended up in a profession that was a version of marketing, but when I got the opportunity or the ideas just started flowing on the napkin, I felt like God already equipped me for the position that I was walking in. I'm like an avid shopper. So I already knew, you know, price points and quality and things like that. It was just the inner lockings of how to make it come together. But it, I've been ecstatic. Like I really feel like the the route that I was less chosen of wanting to go to SCAD and wanting to do art and design, I became the buyer that I wanted to do to be product design. I'm doing that staging, all the things that I would have learned at an art institute. I'm literally doing it, but on a different route. So I feel like it's come full circle and second profession at this point. And I just love it. I think even the skills that I've learned from my previous career has helped me develop in the negotiations of negotiating prices for pieces or just the art of how do you do this professionally? So I'm grateful. I really am. I'm humbled. It is a lot to take in. 
And just to know that you're actually doing it, like you got a real business. My family members, we did not come from that background. So I don't, I didn't really have a lot of other professionals in my family that could show me this is what you do. This is how you're supposed to do it. So just winging it and listening to friends and trying to make the best decisions possible. I'm just really over the moon that it's gotten to this point and it looks tasteful and commercial. So. Okay. And where do you hope your business is? Let's just say five years from now, if you go back and watch this video later, if you want to send a message to yourself five years from now, where do you hope your business is then? To my future self, I hope that we are in high-end retail and that we are even in resorts where people can stop in and find Naked Cove actual details, whether it's accessories or the beach shop items. I really want to be in high-end retail with the swimwear. I feel like it is a area to do both affordable and luxury. Um, I don't think luxury has to mean $500 swimsuits. I feel like luxury means you have quality pieces, but at a pain point that everyone can actually manage to pay for. I think that's where I want to be. And honestly, I want to have a a cover-up line. I think there's a deficit with luxury uh, captains that are not $200 a piece, $300 a piece. So I want to get to the point of designing those type of things, but making it more of a luxury brand and something that's a household name. Okay. Come on, five-year goal. (laughs) She does have accessories, too, on her website, too. Like I do. But yeah, she has some accessory pieces as well. So if you wanted to leave any advice for women who are thinking about buying your pieces so they can have them a Meg the Stallion Hot Girl Summer, what would you tell them advice-wise that they need to do as far as just purchasing a swimsuit? Go to www.nakedcove.com. Um, filter to, through our bikinis, filter through our curve selection, filter through the mono, the one pieces of the uh, monokinis, tell a friend, but also shop within your pain point. Every swimsuit is not for you, and we know that, but I have tried to source out swimsuits that I feel fit all personalities, all body types. And even if you buy a pair of earrings, I think that they're great for every occasion. I actually had one person who wore some on their engagement. And I was like super excited because I was like, oh, girl, I'm rocking naked cove. I was like, oh, my gosh. That when I didn't even know it was my my actual accessories. I was like, it looks great. So it's not only just for swimwear. There are pieces that you may take that you actually want to wear as a dress or accessories for other occasions. So shop with us on Instagram at Naked Cove and at www.nakedcove.com on our website. All right. Y'all go out there and support Black businesses. All right. Thanks, Keys, for sitting down and talking with me. We're going to bring you back for Randy's Random Questions. Are you ready? Woo, I'm ready. All right. So, (laughs) all right. We got Keys back for Randy's Random Questions. She's excited and on the hot seat. It's so hot that her chair is white hot because she's sitting in a white (laughs) chair right now with her back, her nice background. So, First question, you said you're an avid shopper, so we've all been in quarantine. We're starting to get out of it. What's the most random thing that you bought in the last year during quarantine? Something that you just have around, you're like, I don't know why I bought this. I was just bored. What is one of the top (laughs) things that was a random quarantine purchase? Random quarantine purchase was... I bought a helmet, a dirt bike helmet, which these are why I have all my like scrapes and bruises. I thought um, you had tattoos. Like, oh, those no, are- I, I I only fell on this one bike, and the bike is it's a two thirty cc. So most women don't ride that type of dirt bike, but quarantine. 
took me back to what I was doing when I used to live in San Diego. And so I was like, I'm getting a bike. But knowing me, before you make the big purchase, you have to write it down and get to this. I went and bought boots. Random. I was like, why are you buying dirt bike boots? I was like, I'm going dirt biking. I bought random gloves and I bought a helmet. You don't have a bike. But when I go, <laughs> I'm going to have all the right equipment so I don't get hurt. And I'm going to look stylish when I do this. So I bought this helmet that I couldn't even fit. So long story short, I couldn't even wear it. So I got to do a little more research on the circumference of my head to find this dirt bike helmet that I want. <laughs> <laughs> and what random color? quarantine things and what color is the helmet the time the helmet is actually matte black i was trying to do the little red and it wasn't working for me so i picked matte black and then it, it, the review said that you know it was running large i'm like oh i got a big head i could i could probably do a medium because it said it's running large i get there and i can't even slide it over my head so yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I gotta re I gotta reship my helmet back, but it's something that I'm into, and that's the most random thing that I've bought yep. purchased during quarantine at this point is on this dirt bike adventure. I'm surprised you didn't try to find a pink and green helmet. I looked. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I looked for even dirt bike pants that I like because honestly, it's not about fashion when it comes to dirt biking, but it is about protective gear. So out of my little two scrapes. I mean, I did good because of the actual garments that I was wearing. So it's not about just the, um, the look of it. But yeah, I was looking for some pink and green fox uh, dirt bike pants. So I was like, mm, that might be a little extra. Let me kind of do my little, you know, coolness thing. So I went red. Oh, man. Shout out to the AKs. What chapter <laughs> you uh, went to? I came out of Alpha Beta out of Fort Valley State University. Okay. About to shout out your whole line. I don't, I don't know how these, these things work you out. <laughs> Not even going to take it there. I'm going to be professional. <laughs> uh, man, we keep it ratchet around here sometimes. Next question. So what's the funniest place you've ever fallen asleep before? Like a place that you just like, man, I, I shouldn't have been falling asleep here. Like Falling asleep in the most randomest place? Yeah. Like, I'm going to give you an example. I want... I'm going to tell who this is. I don't know if she's even going to listen to this. So my medical <laughs> assistant, she tells me, she told me she fell asleep in the club one time. She just told him I need, somebody tried to wake her up. She's like, I just need like five minutes of rest. And she said, when she got those five minutes, she woke up good. and she was good and she turned up. So I didn't know if there was any random place that you can recall that you fell asleep. It was like, dang, can you, you fell asleep at the funeral? I mean, I was just <laughs> all emotional. I was tired. I think I've fallen asleep one time in the movies and I'm really like a movie buff. So that's one of the things that I'm like looking at people and like side eye if they did fall asleep in a movie. But if the movie is long and slow, I have found myself just like when action came. And you know what the sad part is? What is that movie? It's with Keanu Reeves. The Matrix. Not Matrix, newer. John Wick. Wick. Yeah. I fell asleep in John Wick. And I I, I fell asleep because we were partying and, you know, a group of people moving and let's go to the movie. And I slunched down and yeah, I slept through John Wick. And when I woke up, I was like, the action scenes were bomb, but this storyline is taking too long for me. And I went to sleep in John Wick. Oh, I was a little, I was a little, I was a little embarrassed. My son was like, you fell asleep during John, I was like, the entire time, like, <sighs> And for those who haven't seen John Wick, it's an action movie starring Keanu Reeves. And about 50% of the movie, he's just shooting people. 
and beating up people. So I don't know how she fell asleep because there's so much gunshots sounds in that movie that you have to stay awake. But of course, I was like, we still shooting people. We still fighting. Okay. I thought you fell asleep in the matrix. My best friend, one of them, he fell asleep in the matrix. I just remember like early 2000 telling him like, it's almost over. (laughs) Waking up when the credits is is very embarrassing at that point. So, yeah, that was my most embarrassing uh, where I've fallen asleep moment. And it was in John Wick. (laughs) Okay. Okay. If you had a personal mascot, what would it be? If you had something that would represent Kiara, a.k.a. Keys, a.k.a. KB, a.k.a. CEO of Naked Cove, what would Ooh. that mascot be? This is why mm. Randy's random questions. And it's so random. <laughs> okay, you know that little emoji on your, whether you have iPhone or Android, and the and the one emoji is like that. Oh, the rock star emoji. It says my personality, whether it's like super classy to the most crazy, adventurous person. I'm like always like that person in the in the photo that's like. <laughs> <laughs> And I think it, I think it's universal for like love or something. I think at this point, and it's universal <laughs> for H Town too. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. So yeah. all of those things that that really probably is my universal symbol. I I don't know why, but I'm I feel like I gravitate towards that so much. Keys has never taken a normal picture. No. <laughs> <laughs> and when I do, I feel so awkward. Even with like the the photos. I'm like not, everyone thinks I'm photogenic and I don't think so. So the pictures to me are awkward. Like I am kind of camera shy. Um, I shoot them by myself, thank goodness, until I can grow up and you want to get a model outside of myself. But um, yeah, the picture thing, I'm the most awkward. It's probably why I'm like <laughs> my picture. And for those who go to her page, as far as her website and her Instagram page, we're going to put it in the show description. Like, Keys is basically the model for her own company. (laughs) Yeah, for her whole line. It's not that many photos where somebody else in the picture. So she's showing you all what she looks like in the bikinis and models them very well. And as she just mentioned, she's doing the whole shoot by herself. Like, (laughs) you're setting the phone up and doing the timer. (laughs) <laughs> the timer, the tripod, the angles, the scenery, the backdrops. I literally am doing all of that by myself. So that's why I said sometimes when you were uh, kind of mentioning what are things that you kind of need to let p- other people do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take photos. It would help me out. Um, but I honestly feel like the way that I'm working now is just so fluid that I may have a down moment and I'm just like, I'm about to get in some of these pieces. And it, the magic just happens that way. So kind of to have someone come in and take the photos would be kind of hard scheduled and, you know, such on a time constraint. I just move when I feel like I'm led to move, I guess. So okay, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right. If y'all zoom in on her hand, y'all can see the clicker she's using to take the photos too. No, no clicker. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no clicker. Just right. timer. All right. So we're going to let you off the hot seat. And thank you for sitting down for Randy's random questions on on call with Dr. Randy. Um, go out and shout out all your uh, handles where you want people to follow you at. It is at Naked Cove on Instagram. On Facebook, it is at Shop Naked Cove. And the website is www.nakedcove.com. All right. And all her pieces are very affordable. So y'all make sure y'all go out. And check them out in Shop Naked Cove. 
And thank you for sitting down and talking to me. Thank you as well. That's it for part two of this week's episode with rock star Kiara Beasley. Be sure to follow her on IG at Naked Cove and go to her website, NakedCove.com, to get some of her pieces. The link to her IG and website are in the show description. And back to sunscreen. We had a little bit of technical difficulties earlier, but we're back to conclude on sunscreen. Creams are the best for dry skin and the face. Indie face! Shout out to the King of Zamunda. Gels are good for hairy areas such as the scalp and the chest for those individuals who have a rug on their chest. Sprays are also effective, but more research needs to be done to determine how effective sprays are. I know a lot of individuals who use sprays for themselves and for their children. So sprays are effective, but more research needs to be done to determine how effective those sprays are. Sunscreens that are combined with lotions are effective, but make sure you read the direction to see how often you need to reapply that sunscreen. Be sure to look in the show description for a link to the information I provided. There's a lot more important information about sunscreen in that link that you can read on your own to educate yourself further. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to share this episode with others and other episodes that you've liked that we've talked about before, such as colon cancer screening, anxiety, depression, living overseas. We've touched on a lot of topics. Go back and listen to them if you haven't listened to them already. Giving y'all a lot of good material, I think. Be sure to rate this on Apple Podcasts. If you don't, I'm going to assume you're mean and don't like puppies. Follow me on my social media links. The links are in the description. And I'll see you all next week for our Pride Month episode. Yes, I'm doing a Pride Month episode. I know some of y'all can't take me serious, so I had to make sure I said it twice so you know I'm serious that I'm doing a Pride Month episode. But why should we take you serious, Dr. Rain? All you do is play around, and you love it. So leave me alone. Take these dry jokes and this humor. But we'll be back next week. So I hope y'all enjoyed the episode. And as always, stay healthy physically and mentally. Have a good week.